0: Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will examine the severity of current risk factors to market performance and the economic recovery, along with how to think about asset allocation over the next several months. Joining me here on the line for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Brian, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us and looking forward to to our conversation today.
1: Thanks, Ben. Good morning, everyone.
0: So, Brian, I know our conversation will revolve around the most recent UBS House View publication suite for the month of August. And within the piece, it talks about how the economic recovery here in the U.S. has been progressing. However, there has been talk, of course, about the Delta variant of COVID-19 and the potential tightening of a accommodative policy by the Fed as being risks to that progression. So what exactly, Brian, is the chief investment officer? Take on the severity of those risks at this time.
1: Well, in our view, the market fears seem overblown. Of course, uh, Delta is a problem for areas of the country that have low vaccination rates. So, uh, you know, we still have some states that are below fifty percent vaccinated, and within those states, you have know, local areas where you have even lower rates. And some places, the numbers look uh, pretty scary. You know, very rapid increase in uh, new case counts. But this is, you know, relatively uh, limited areas where this is uh, this is happening. And very important is that from an economic point of view or the political point of view, it's very unlikely that lockdowns will be reimposed. You know, we're not going into lockdown. You see in some other countries where COVID cases are rising, you know, very severe economic Restrictions being put in place again, but that's unlikely to happen here. And uh, regarding you know risks around Fed uh, and maybe tightening uh, prematurely, this also I think th- these fears are overblown, and you could tell that from Fed Chair Powell's testimony uh, this uh, you know with this week or last week, uh, you know. A lot of pressure from politicians saying, you know, this inflation is is too high, but Powell really pushing back on that, saying that it would be a mistake to tighten uh, too early. That this inflation is going to be transitory, and you really don't get the sense that the Fed is going to do anything, you know, too aggressive to tighten policy. They're still looking at the labor market where payrolls are down by seven million from the pre-pandemic level. So you know we think the fed will announce qe tapering by the end of the year but even at that point the monetary policy will be extremely accommodative and uh, you know in generally speaking supporting risk assets
0: Well, Brian, thank you for sharing with us your take on those risk considerations. Of course, top of mind for our clients, investors, and have contributed to some volatility in the markets as of late. We'll get to that more in a few moments. Though on the podcast here, Brian, we have heard from your colleagues previously about the reflation trade, which as cited within the latest House View, the Chief Investment Office believes the reflation trade will remain intact. So Brian, can you take a moment to walk us through the factors that support that view, yes.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, the most important thing to, to keep in mind is that, uh, you know, especially here in the U.S., but really globally, the growth outlook is very strong. I mean, this year we're looking at the, the best growth rate in in decades, and the monetary policy, as I just said, you know, is, is still extremely loose. So, uh, you know, this is a very good environment, and. Uh, you know, you can you can think of factors that will help keep us in this environment for uh, for longer. One thing we talk about is the, you know part of the shortages that, that we have at the moment is that it's uh, resulting in much lower than normal inventories, right? So you 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 know say for autos, you know, we can't produce as many cars as we need, and one way to deal with that is by drawing down the, the inventories. And the fact that inventories are so low means that even you know looking further down the road, when demand uh, you know starts to to stabilize, you'll you will have to rebuild those inventories, and that will help keep things going for you know even longer than they would uh, otherwise. So, you know, Alfie, you, uh, you know, again, a lot of these fears are overblown, and uh, the outlook is very very strong. So we continue. You know, to, to expect, you know, trades based around strong, strong growth to, to continue to, to work, work, or I should say, maybe not continue, but, but will work, you know, over the next six to twelve months.
0: Now, Brian, you think about the kind of momentum we've seen in U.S. risk assets, equity markets, on a year-to-date basis, despite some recent turbulence. Can you remind us of the factors at play that have driven equity market returns over the last six months? And of course, we think back to yesterday, Monday, the kind of a weakness we witnessed in the markets. I know the Dow Jones Industrial Average had perhaps its worst session since October 2020. So, what's your take on the recent activity that we? been witnessing
1: yeah so uh, you know the most important factor when it comes to equity markets is almost always the earnings growth so you know uh, unless you're in some very extreme situation, strong earnings growth makes up for a lot of other problems uh, in the world and we're looking at something like 40 percent earnings growth this year and just look you know it's so far in, in the second quarter uh, earnings season something like 90% percent of companies are, are beating. So you know that is um, you know that's that's a really supportive environment. And of course, you know we've had uh, just uh, recently the increasing fears over COVID, and the other thing that you hear a lot is uh, peak growth. So yeah, sure the economy might grow you know uh, six seven percent next quarter, but it grew eight percent the last quarter. So with the growth rate is slowing. And you know, so the peaking out of growth is is more is is bad news or something to uh, to, to worry about. But again, in our view, uh, the outlook is is incredibly good, and uh, you know, we should be very happy with the kind of earnings growth that that. Uh, uh, we're going to get, and that should support the equity markets going forward.
0: Brian, to your point, I know your colleague David Lefkowitz recently released a blog about the Q2 reporting season. We are in the early days, though, as David put it, we are starting off on the right foot. So thank you, Brian, for the color there on the equity side of things. Maybe we can take a moment to talk about the bond market within the latest House View, The Chief Investment Office does outline an expectation for the 10-year Treasury yield moving towards 2% during the second half now again thinking back to yesterday monday we did see the 10-year get as low as a one spot 17 which was a pretty steep decline so what exactly needs to happen brian in order for the 10-year to creep up towards that two percent level throughout the course of the second half all
1: right obviously we're a long way away from that uh, at the moment but from a big picture perspective i think the, the way to look at this is that the fed has a much better chance of actually hitting its 2% inflation target over time than it uh, did, say, before the pandemic, when we were in a very long period of below-target inflation. So, you know, inflation expectations have moved higher. Obviously, inflation at the moment is,
2: uh, you know, is elevated.
1: And if, uh, you know, the economy continues to recover, the labor market recovers, at some point, the Fed is going to start raising rates, and the circumstances should be that not only do they raise rates a little, but they should be able to raise rates all the way back to neutral, which for the Fed is is around two and a half percent. So, if you think the Fed's going to raise rates to two and a half percent, even if it's say you know three years from now, you know if the market starts focusing on not so much the exact timing of when the rate hikes off, but the, the ultimate ending point, which is that, you know, rates are likely to be uh hot, you know pretty pretty high. Uh then two percent on on a ten year yield makes sense. And one other factor to think about is uh we have very rapid economic growth. A lot of people are thinking that we can maintain the higher productivity growth we've seen since the pandemic. And uh, instead of having say two percent growth every year, maybe we'll have three uh, percent growth everywhere, uh, you know, like we used to before the financial crisis. And if that's the case, it just raises the Fed's neutral you know rate from two and a half to maybe again back closer to where it used to be. Uh, you know, something like four percent used to be the neutral Fed funds rate. So you now you think about uh, not so much uh, today, but uh, in turn, you know in terms of rates. Two, three years from now, uh you know, it makes a lot more sense for treasury yield, ten year yields to be at two percent than they than it does for them to be you know, closer to 1%.
0: So, Brian, in consideration of the current environment that we're in, also taking into account the trajectory of the reopening, where we might be several months from now, as you outlined for us, and also taking into account the Chief Investment Office's view on some of those key risk factors. We talked about the Delta variant of COVID-19, or perhaps a policy mistake by the Fed, How should investors be thinking about asset allocation, including any allocation ideas that might be outside of the U.S. and the emerging markets?
1: Uh, Well, in our investment strategy, we continue to favor assets that benefit from strong growth. So, you know, we've been talking about these uh, risks or the fears that are out there. Um, But still, bottom line is that we have very strong economic growth, much stronger than we've seen in a long, long time. And you want to invest in assets that uh, you know, benefit uh, from that. So, uh, you know, generally that, that means uh, we favor stocks over bonds. And uh, in the U.S., we continue to favor a value over growth because, uh, you know, the value should benefit more from, from uh, stronger economic conditions. Uh, I should mention we did uh, move to neutral on small caps, uh, because we think those benefit more from the early stage of of economic recovery, um, but we do maintain a preference for for mid caps. and uh, overseas, we also continue to have favorable view on uh, Japan and uh, emerging markets. they They've underperformed partially because of these you know fears over uh, over covid. Um, but we think you know they they have room to uh, outperform going forward as, again as as you th- you know you think about where where is going to benefit from a strong global growth uh, you know Japan emerging markets they should do very well in in terms of uh, the you know your earnings that was going forward
0: Well, Brian, a very productive and helpful conversation this morning, walking us through the Chief Investment Office's take on uh, the severity of some of these key risk considerations. Again, we spoke about the Delta COVID-19 variant. We talked about the Fed's policy path forward. And very helpful to hear, Brian, towards the end there, your guidance when it comes to asset allocation and consideration of where we are today and how conditions, market, and economic might evolve over the next several months. So great catching up with you, Brian, as always and we'll look forward to having you back on soon. Thanks very much. Again today, we've been joined by Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. As a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on ubs.com forward slash cio, including the publication that Brian Rose has been making reference to during our. Conversation today, uh, that being the UBS House View publication suite for the month of August. So for clients of UBS, you can contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more about today's topics or receive a copy of the August UBS House View directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves Podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering as well, as the new UBS Trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Ben Cassidy. Thank you for joining us.